Okay, here we are. That's okay. You have to hit record. So um, we are Matt and Cassie, and we have a special guest star today. Do you want me to say it? Yeah. You're wearing Marisa your sunglasses. Wayne. <laughs> Marisa. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. We like to have Marisa here. So we thought we get a lot of questions saying we want to see more of Marisa or hear more from Marisa. So Matt and I thought it'd be a good idea to have you on and have um, you and Matt talk about how you met that fateful day. That day. How you met. changed. And mm-hmm. how you became partners. I don't know. The first time I remember seeing you, I think you and Josh came to take a class at Yaz. And I was subbing. And I remember thinking, oh, those guys are so cute, that guy with the dreads. And then the next thing I know, like after class, I got a friend request from you on Facebook. And then shortly after that, I think you did the teacher training. Yeah. And we just saw each other from working together and then um i remember the first night you or the first time you taught there you didn't have your belt <laughs> my way back it's like where am i let's you know figure this out and then when we heard you um you heard, heard your class it was just like oh my gosh that guy's so good um, was he playing the same songs that he plays now i remember him there's playing, one song that i played to jump? I, I played that song yeah. every class that i taught yeah. There wasn't one the class last, that I taught at, at Yaz that I didn't play Are You Ready to Jump by Chucky jump. at the end. It's <laughs> <laughs> two years happened? of the same song, the second to last song, yeah. every class. And I gave you, I remember I gave you like a mix of a song that you used to play a lot too. And I can't remember which one that was. It's funny, I've been listening in my car lately. That's how I found uh, somebody that I used to know. <laughs> my, my phone's still connected to my old iTunes account and it just automatically came on because a podcast didn't come on. And then it was all this old music that I used to play at Yaz. And I was like, oh, I remember this song. <laughs> like, that is like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I played that not too long yeah. ago. It's to recycle those, bring them back in. Yeah. Hi, Katie Osumi. Oh, hi, Katie Osumi. <laughs> We're podcasting. We're podcasting. So you guys met at Yaz. How long did you know each other before you started talking business? I feel like we almost really didn't even know each other that much. We just it was kind of very yeah. passing, and I would come to your classes because I loved them. Um, like KP's the one that told me you were John Wayne's daughter. I think I didn't know that for like probably the first oh, really? four months that I knew you. <laughs> that I knew you. So even cooler. That's weird from my own. Uh, and then I don't know. I left kind of shortly after you started. Mm-hmm. I left. It wasn't that long. And um, was just kind of looking around and and he came in one day and he was just like yeah you know what I think I kind of like to do something like that so I just don't like working for anybody I think that's like one of the hardest things that even growing up my parents have always owned their own businesses so like Mm -hmm. the idea of having a job and having to answer to somebody was wasn't wasn't what I was hoping for when I started working for somebody else and teaching for somebody else I was still running my own business in the other part of the day but then having to answer to somebody at night for little things that you were doing wrong that maybe I didn't think was wrong or mm-hmm. like not having the freedom to do things that that I wanted to do I think it, it was just a it was almost a no-brainer like I think I feel that even even now like it would be hard to go work for somebody well that that might I mean this is 
going off a side thing, but as someone that works for both of you, that might be something that makes it easier to work for both of you because you let us, all of us that work in here and the studio managers, there's definitely an entrepreneurial feeling that you let us have that makes it very appealing. Well, yeah. my philosophy is hire qualified people and let them do their job. Mm-hmm. You know, let them. You can't micromanage everything, especially now with four studios, maybe more down mm-hmm. the road. You know, you have to trust in the people that you hire. Do that you're doing. And you guys definitely, you do that. You make it easy for us to not have to. It's pretty cool in here, right? <laughs> we, re- we redecorated in the last 24 hours. So, Marisa, what about you? Like, did you... Did you always want to be an entrepreneur? Did it? I mean, because I know you did a lot of things before you did grit. I I, I went through a phase in my twenties where I was very into um, teaching step and circuit training, and I worked at a health and rack up in Steamboat, and I wanted to have a little gym up there, uh, and that never came to be. And then you know, I, life gets in the way, and. Um, had my kids and then ended up going back to Yaz, which I loved the spin and the yoga combo and and that kind of fired me up again. I was like, okay, maybe I could open a Yaz in Steamboat. Mm-hmm. And in order to have a Yaz franchise, you had to go through the teacher training, which I did, and then I ended up you know, getting on the schedule there. And as much as I loved it, and I'm so grateful for the time there and the people that I met, um, after working there a couple of years, you know, you don't have a lot of freedom to teach the class you want to teach. You have to do their sequence and, and um, you know, I love country music. They didn't let you play country music. And so, you know, after a couple of years, I was just like, okay, you know, it might be time for me to go explore some other options. And, and um, we looked around for quite a while. We were actually looking at it where Cal's, not Cal's camera was. What was that? Right, right hardware. They had the hardware uh, on Newport Boulevard. And we looked at Cal's camera too. We looked at Cal's that, camera. So I don't think no, a lot of people don't know that. Like part of the story because they just knew they were waiting for a while. And I think I think a lot of people knew because I I'm the one that stayed and taught for the longest before I mm-hmm. actually quit and like made the jump that we were opening our own studio. Um, but it was almost a year that we were took driving around, looking in every place. And hardware. We thought we were going to be there, and then we started looking at Cal's. And, and actually, through that process is where we met our third partner, Joe. Joe, yeah. And that's how he that came was in Cal's in camera to the full when we met him. Yeah. <laughs> I wish Cal's camera was still there, actually. <laughs> that was a good well, story. Doggy daycare is great. Doggy daycare is good, yeah. And if um, you have puppies, take them there. Take them yeah. there. So I've as an entrepreneur myself, I have always found that partnerships can be really hard. So how do you and Matt, and and even Joe, I mean, Joe, we see Joe a lot, but really it's like you and Matt, a lot of it. And so how do you guys, like, how do you come to a decision? Like, when you have to make a decision I consider together. consider you part of I was just going <laughs> to yeah. say, you're the one yeah. that teeter, teeter, teeters <laughs> yeah. the side, usually, yeah. if there's a disagreement. Yeah. But, well, there's <laughs> a, but I don't think there's ever been disagreements. No. On a lot of stuff. But, you know, I'll, I'll listen to his side, and he'll listen to mine, and we'll run it by you, and maybe by Katie, and, mm-hmm. and uh, spin. I think been. we both trust each other. Yeah. Like, I think when you know that we have the same goals like I think when that with that's established when you have a partnership what your goals are and where you want to be and where you want to go like Mm -hmm. that makes it easier like is this decision affecting that goal like if you make this decision what where is it going to put you closer to what our end goal is and and all that like and we both have I think we both have a pretty strong work ethic and I know that Matt you know when 
studio is going to open or it is opening, you know, he's going to, he's going to be there. He's going to show up. He's going to, you know, he teaches twice a day, six days a week. almost, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not, there's not a lot of empty promises, you know, right. there's, um, there's somebody there who's actually hustling and, and, um, I think, I think we both are. Like it's nice. Co- Complimentary. Yeah, I was gonna say it's hard. It's, it's getting harder, obviously, with more studios. Like to get face time at each studio, but I feel like at both studios, we were there as it was opening, as it was getting ready, going and checking out things, making yeah. sure, like, you know, it's hard to do that on a day to day basis, especially when we're teaching and stuff like that. Being trying to be in the office more, mm-hmm. trying to make bigger moves. Like for the picture as a whole. Now we have a bigger office, so there's yeah. room for us. <laughs> and I also Before think there was no room. You both bring characteristics and strengths that complement each other, and don't um, butt heads with each other. Either. Your characteristics and your strengths don't uh, compete with each other either. Yeah. So it's like very clear what you both do really well, and you let each other do those things really well. You don't stand in each other's way either. I think that that makes a big difference, um, and you don't you don't argue and you don't fight. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that. It makes us kids feel so much better. <laughs> we rarely ever we say, "Mom and Dad." <laughs> what is one of the funniest things that you have experienced together? Oh. The first thing that popped into my mind had nothing to do with grit. We went to watch the World Cup. And we had, oh. we took, we took everyone. I still get in trouble for that every time yeah. that comes up. We went to the yard house in Fashion Island and we're there to watch a soccer game. We're having some beers and whatever and people from Grit come. And That's when I realized that there was gluten-free beer and I thought that means <laughs> that, you, that you could drink like, like twice as much like of it because it's gluten-free <laughs> because it was gluten-free and I was at the yard house for like. Maybe six hours. I was the first I mean, one there, there to get. I got a table for all of grit. Like it literally was twenty <laughs> people long, and I was the first one there. And I started drinking all by myself. And then literally everybody was gone except for Marisa, Tony, and I. And we stayed for like well, Tony we stayed we for an extra because t- we couldn't drive. Yeah. <laughs> we called. I'm like, can you pick us up? We've been at the yard house for like twelve hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Matt drank every gluten free beer. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have to teach that? I was like, it was good for me, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's gluten free. It's totally. I think I had the waitress believing that it was good for me, also. (laughs) Did you have to teach the next day? I'm sure. It was a weekday. It was a weekday because it was it was a U.S. game. Yeah, I I think I know the answer to this. I think I have an idea. But what's like one of the more meaningful memories that you have together? The first gritty up. Yeah, definitely the first gritty up. So I think can you explain what a grit for people who are listening that well, don't know? You know, I would have been happy with a thousand dollars a bike and we had 40 bikes at the time. So I was like $40,000 for the Joey Cancer Foundation. Oh, my God. And he's like, our people can do more than that. And I'm like, I don't want to ask them to do more than that. He's like, no, that's why he's such a good coach, because mm-hmm. he demands more of you. And you, and then you do it. it. <laughs> Uh, so when we raised two hundred thousand dollars and the final tally came in, we were you know the ride was over and we were just sitting out there again. Four hours after everybody else was gone and and drunk, and it was just like such a (laughs) surreal, incredible, um, magical moment that like we this community. 
could do that mm-hmm. in a short amount of time and in a three-hour ride. It's a lot of money. I am. I know. That's now we're all tearing up. It was crazy. It was yeah. really crazy. It was a really crazy feeling. Like that's, it's a lot of money. Like it's, a, it's not a lot of money for some people around here, but from a kid that grew up in Iowa, like that's a lot. That's a lot of money. Fifty dollars at a time. A hundred dollars at a time. Nope. You know, it's yeah. not like we've gotten any big, huge, you know, $50,000 donation or mm-hmm. anything like that. Like that's grassroots people going out and people yeah. digging deep. And, you know, that's where every penny counts. You can give everyone we knew gave $5. Like that's, mm-hmm. you know, that would make, it save lives. It, it does. It have. changes, it changes things. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just, you're not just writing a check for a couple thousand dollars. You're writing a check that changes things for people. Like, a, it's a big chance. As we found out this year, mm-hmm. it's a domino effect because the wonderful team that won the highest fundraisers, uh, the Huertas, they donated their trip to Fiji to a young girl who's a brain cancer survivor and mm-hmm. her single mother. And from there, the second team donated some spending cash and another lady donated an outfit so that they would look cute on their trip. Yeah. And it's just... You know, I'm getting the chills. One good deed mm-hmm. does make everybody want to jump on the bandwagon. Do more. Yeah. And, uh, and this community, I'm just so grateful for it. And, um, you know, you set that example and the kids see it and other people see it. Mm-hmm. And then they start thinking that way. And they're like, okay, now what can I do? Or what can we do next year? And next year is going to be amazing. Yes, so. it is going to be really cool. And it's still like that. I mean, we always hope that someone's going to come in with a big giant donation of 50 grand to like, you know, but then it's also (laughs) but it's also like so incredibly rewarding to see it be the $50 at a time, the $200 at a time, even like 5,000. I mean, when someone sends a $5,000 donation, our sponsors were so great. Yeah. It's like, um, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. And it is still really just one donation at a time. One person asking for something a little bit more. And I think it's really cool. Um, how would you, and we talk about grit, the definition of grit and the adjective of having grit, but outside of your business, where do you think grit plays a part in your life? The, the adjective of grit outside of your business. I mean, every, <laughs> every aspect. Um, having my dad die at 13 and, um, you know, trying to just yeah, yeah, you got to grow up and you have life experiences that maybe come too soon. You just, um, you know, everybody has something that they're, you know, that they have to overcome mm-hmm. and you got to, you know, dig deep, put your head down and just keep moving forward. And that was a big message that my dad um, left with me is, you know, tomorrow is the best thing in life. It's, you know, it's don't look back. We all make mistakes, learn from them and move forward. And, um, you know, I, I think about that a lot because, you know, you do, you have regrets and you just like, you know, that's a learning experience. That's going to provide me with the foundation to move forward and not make that mistake again. Um, being a single mom, not a single mom, but being a mom, a mother of two and, mm-hmm. and having, you know, different stages of trying to figure out, you know, how to be a good mom and, and. Well, just even raising kids raising in Southern kids California. And them to have grit and not mm-hmm. being too overprotective, but, you know, you want to be protective enough. And 
um, you know, I, 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 you just don't know until you become a mom. Um, someone said once, it's like your heart is outside your chest and it's walking around, you know, <laughs> and, and you don't um, always get to protect it in that very moment. Yeah. It's, it's, and that's hard. The best kids in the world, but, um, just juggling, you know, trying to, to be everything to everyone and have mm-hmm. time for yourself and, um, it's just all a delicate balance, and some days, some days you nail it, and some days you miss it. <laughs> some days someone gets disappointed down the road. But uh, I'm just gonna focus on Marisa. Okay, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do for someone that sees you at the studio and thinks, "Gosh, doesn't you know she has this business? They have four studios. They have a corporate office. All these employees. She's got kids. She sits on the board of the John Wayne Cancer Foundation. You're super instrumental in so many things. What do you do for yourself that keeps your head on? I come to grit. <laughs> I do. I do. As much as it's my job, I, you know, I love being in the room. I love a good sweat. I love getting lost in the music and for 45 minutes like you really you're so focused on teaching the class that you just let everything else go. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I tell people. They're like, "Oh, you know, I want to lose weight or I want to, you know, get super fat." I'm like, "Great. Come." And that's going to be a side effect because yes. you're going to come for your mental health, for your emotional health. It's going to make you sleep better and make better choices and you're going to meet a great community of people and you're going to be supported and inspired and you know all that um aside from that i drink wine with my friends <laughs> you go to fun um, concert i just got back from a great vacation down to chile with my two nieces i love music um so yeah i do you know manage to have a little bit of fun i think you do Totally it's do. All fun. It's all fun. What would you say to a woman that maybe wants to start her own thing, maybe get into partnership with someone, um, business-wise or, or otherwise? Uh, but what would you say to a woman who, you know, I think it, entrepreneurship is kind of cool to quote someone that we listen to a lot, but uh, women now have more opportunity than ever and when you're a mom sometimes it's scary uh, you don't want to give up time to something else but what advice would you give to someone another woman who maybe wants to strike out on her own and do something if it's your passion and it's what you love and what you think about all the time you know just go for it your kids will look up to you and they'll respect you and maybe you won't be there for every game or every practice but you know they'll they'll see their mom out there following her dream um if you can find a partner like matt or joe then go for it otherwise be really careful who you it's like a marriage you know Mm -hmm. and um there's legal aspects too when you you know when you come into something as a partnership and just really make sure that that person is who you trust and who does what they say they're going to do and um who has that same drive that you do but yeah, do it. I love it. Yeah. So Matt always asks the last question. Mm-hmm. So go for it. What would the Marisa Wayne billboard say on Newport Boulevard That's if you had Wayne one? Billboard. I should have <laughs> thought of this already. <laughs> I? Saddle up. Saddle, yes. up. Saddle up. Also available on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cycle. What, what does saddle up mean to you? It means just live your life. Just don't. You know, don't sit on the sidelines, saddle up, get out there. Saddle up and ride. I love it. 
Well, we know that you're going to be on the podcast more. Okay. So people are going <laughs> to yeah. get more opportunity to see and hear Send you. Send your questions. I know. So if you want, like, if you have a topic that you want to hear Marisa's um, thoughts on or something in particular that you want her to talk about, she might talk about it if you ask her. <laughs> and then you need to share the podcast so we can start to get bigger and then we can start actually asking live questions and doing that yeah. once we get enough live viewers That'd be to super go cool. in. So if you're listening, share it, post it, tag us, the Grit Guru, Marisa Grit, Smarty Cassie. Smarty Cassie, Grit Cycle, yes. all the other good stuff. And uh, thanks, Marisa, for coming Thank on. You, Cassie. Yay. Okay, we'll talk to you later. Bye.